Hello, 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 and welcome to yet another edition of the Faith the Public Podcast. My name is Ian Collins, joining me as always is the Jacksonville Jaguars, my Kansas City Chiefs. It's Mr. Ryan Morrison. How are you doing, Ryan? Uh, I'm feeling a little bit lighter now that Leonard Fournette isn't on the roster anymore. So it's uh, it's uh, it's, a, it's a good Thursday, Ian. It's about 6:30. Uh, nice balmy uh, fall day. Um, haven't seen any smoke from the California wildfires yet, so it's good to be on the East Coast. Yeah, where if it's uh, on the West Coast, it basically doesn't happen. It's, it doesn't happen. It doesn't exist. Right. Well, they're going to secede from the Union um, after Trump wins the election. I the- did see that. They were going to leverage all of the power that they don't have to claim that... To claim that... If the U.S. did not abolish the Electoral College and uh, cre- introduce Washington D.C., Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico as new states, while while dividing California into five different states, then California, Oregon, and Washington would then secede from the union. Yeah, in a place called, and they would conclude they could they would call it Cascadia, and all of this is because that the Dems won the popular vote, but haven't won the electoral college yet in the last four. You know, they continued to ignore the Obama years, um, Saint Barack, as we affectionately call him. Um, it's an interesting proposal, to say the least. Um, I I love that if it was. We continue to follow this trend that if it was any other party, um, whoever wrote that article or proposed that idea would be immediately canceled, um, called a racist, and forced to resign from their position at said publishing um, company. Um, but because it is the other way around, we just all look at it and say, huh, that's pretty dumb, and we move on. Yeah, uh, I think I completely agree with you that Republicans are pussies that won't do anything about it. <laughs> All right, didn't see that one coming. But yes, um, I guess back to the to the actual point, Ian, is the West Coast is completely on fire. Uh, but more importantly, football is back. So where do you want to start? We have two things to talk about this week, and we have a long, we have a long list of this week and nobody cares. Um... Well, personally speaking, I would have put the wildfires in this week and nobody cares. But I suppose that there are people that do care that their uh, livelihoods are being burned. Uh, now, this is not in Wisconsin or Minnesota. This is in California where this is happening. And it's happening not as a result of these peaceful protests. It's happening as a result of uh, a gender reveal party. <laughs> So only that's only point four percent was caused by the what was caused by the uh, gender reveal party. Um, so not that many acres in comparison to the natural lightning strike. Some of these fires have been burning for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, have we just? I feel like we've discussed before that the reason why these fires are so bad is because the the state forest state department of forestry or wildlife or whatever. Hasn't been doing the controlled burns, Sweet. and so we haven't discussed this on this podcast. But yes, they they so because of coronavirus and because of environmental issues, they've claimed that we can't do controlled burns for fear of firefighter safety. So instead, we're going to let fires rage out of control and then put firefighters in dangerous positions where they could be killed. 
Um, so it's an interesting, it's an interesting play by the Department of Forestry uh, in California, really with the idea that okay, like um, we don't want you to die of coronavirus. We'd rather you be burned alive. So well, as as we've been discussing for the last six months, as long as you die of anything other than coronavirus, it's fine. It's fine. As long as it's not COVID. Um, so I, I just... In fact, especially if you vote Republican, <clears throat> it actually doesn't matter how you die. It's fine. It's fine. Right. Exactly. It's, it's only if you're a Democrat, you can't die by coronavirus. Um, I, <clears throat> my favorite thing coming out of all of this is that uh, um, <laughs> all of these people in California are talking about, you know, they're taking pictures of the orange sky and saying, go vote. Um, I think, I guess, just completely turning a blind eye to the fact that it is a completely Democratic-controlled state with a Democratic governor and the majority of the 53 representatives in the House being Democrats. I believe both senators are also Democrats. So really interesting move there by the Californians now pinning wildfires on the president of the United States. Um, I I didn't see this one coming in. I'm not going to lie. There, there are a lot of things I saw coming. I didn't think lightning strikes causing wildfires caused by lightning strikes, but we would be one that would be blamed on Donald Trump. Well, I, for one, am happy that we're getting back into the discussion of how climate change is comparable to the, uh, the Gen Z and millennial generations, uh, fight for like their world war two and i for one am looking forward to our hostile invasions of india and china to put an end to the to their fossil fuel uh fossil fuel consumption absolutely fossil fuel carbon uh, carbon emissions absolutely oh meanwhile by the way um in california i know i i know the the renewable energy thing has been a big push for gen z and and the millennial uh generations but uh I, uh, I would like to note that there, the reason that California right now is having rolling blackouts for the last two weeks is because uh, – and let me check my notes here. Oh, because they instituted a Renewable Energy uh, Act that can't support the grid in which California uses to create power. So, And this um, is – that's a fun fact that the reason why is that while solar panels are fairly effective during the day of supplying energy – there is not a cheap method for storing the energy that's produced throughout the day. And so whenever it gets into the nighttime, the different grids have to actually buy energy on the spot market at a heavily inflated price, thus causing the problems. This is actually the same thing that happened. It's a similar situation to what happened back in 2001 with Enron. Yes. Uh-huh. But the difference is that Enron was doing it on purpose because the governor at the time uh, was actually trying to look into their financial malfeasance and they obviously weren't happy about that. And so they decided to get him knocked out of office by putting the blame for power failures on him. And, yeah. A question for you, Ian. Enron, maybe not all that bad. I mean, have you seen how nice their cars were? They were pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. One guy chose to die in his, so it must have been really nice. Um, 
That's a great documentary, by the way, if you haven't seen it. I forget the title of it. But Smartest Guys in the Room. Yes, yes. Excellent documentary. Excellent really documentary. Really good one. Yep. Um, My but, favorite part is that they use mark-to-market accounting, which is basically saying that once you, uh, once you get a project or win a bid, then you just count the revenue for moving forward on your books. Yep. But then whenever they would cancel those projects or default on those projects or their the projects would go away, they would never go back and like bring down the revenue that they were expecting to see from it. Correct. And that was the main way that they uh that they ended up defrauding millions they brought down one of the big five accounting forums. That's the reason why it's no longer the big five, it's now just the big four. Because the accounting firm was using the that they employed was using mark to market. No, it's because the they were the ones who were auditing the books at Enron, and they didn't catch the largest uh, accounting <laughs> fraud of the last like thirty or forty years. <laughs> Oops! Let that one so, slip through uh, the cracks. Yeah, they led to <coughs> led to a massive. A massive problem for investors that really that they really didn't they lost their reputation very quickly and so I I'm not sure if it was also due to like punishments for that failure from the government that they went out of business or just the fact that nobody trusted them anymore. I'd say it's probably a little bit of both. If you make the biggest accounting mistake in forty years and cause millions of people to lose millions and millions and millions of dollars. I would suggest that um, it's bad optics. Just bad optics. Not great. No. No. Um, so that's really the only thing in the news I want to talk about. I think the rest of it just doesn't matter. I don't know if you had any other topics you wanted to uh, touch on this week. Oh, um, actually, yes. I would like to uh, make just a comment. Um, two things, actually. First, so we get this out of the way. Um, friendly reminder, there is an act of genocide in China right now. We forgot to say that last week. Um, and in Burma. In Burma as well. Um, so that's your weekly Fuck China segment. Uh, the second segment, uh, Ian, is the New Yorker article uh, that came out about... Hold on. I believe that I'm going to be getting to that for my dumpster fire of the week. Ah, okay. Excellent. Then we will wait. We will wait for that. That's, um, a, that's a tease that's for a, any of you that reads The New Yorker, which is none of you. None of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say none of the 14 listeners read The New Yorker. Um, all right. Well, then uh, let's get into uh, sports. Okay. We're going to be project- predicting the NFL this year. We're going to be picking division winners for all eight divisions, as well as the... Wild card teams in each conference, the Super Bowl, and the MVP. Are you ready? Uh, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. So not at all. Good, good to know. Yep. So let's start. Let's go uh, alphabetically. So we'll start with the AFC East. Who do you got in the AFC East? Um, definitely not Miami. It's hard to pick against New England um, with Cam Newton up there and Bill Belichick always seems to... I know he's got some aces up his sleeve. I just don't know what they are. But, uh, you know, so it's hard for me to pick against them. Um, so that's that's what I'm going to go with. I think Buffalo have a decent team. Uh, second year, Josh Allen. 
But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with New England. Faith, you don't have faith in Adam Gase and the New York Jets? Uh, surprisingly not. Cool. Uh, yeah, no, I – a lot of people are picking Buffalo because they think this is going to be the year that they break through. Uh, they had a great season last year. Sean McDermott's a great coach. But, frankly, until someone can do it, I am not going to pick anyone to beat Bill Belichick in his division. So I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. I think they'll probably get 11 wins this season and either win on a tiebreaker or win, uh, win, or win the division by one game uh, with the Bills getting 10 or 11 wins this season. All right. Do you think the Bills will qualify for a wild card spot? 100%, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. Well, uh, next up is the AFC North, Ian. Who you got? All right, so the AFC North, this is a pretty easy one. I think it goes to the Baltimore Ravens. I I don't see – the Bengals, like Joe Burrow is great, and I want to see him succeed. Their offensive line is horrible. Yeah, he's going to get murdered on a weekly basis. Um, I The Browns, it's like the, the year after the hype, you want to see that a competent coach might be able to take them to the playoffs – and then the Pittsburgh Steelers, if Big Ben's back in the lineup, then they're always the dangerous team. Mike Tomlin, I would argue, had his best coaching performance and since like the last Super Bowl run he went on last year because he had to deal with Duck Hodges and Landry Jones as his two starters. Or was it Landry Jones? No, it was Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Someone else that's equally irrelevant. So they were both terrible... And if the the only concern I have for Pittsburgh is that I don't think if Big Ben can stay healthy, then they can be a playoff caliber team. But I just don't have faith that Big Ben's going to be healthy this season. Yeah, agreed. I mean, he was out all year last year. I think um, I I think uh, this is the year Cleveland actually gets it done. I just have a feeling with the way everything about this year is weird, and and this is the year that I think Cleveland can finally pull out a. Uh, an AFC North uh, championship or division win. So um, I, I think Baker's probably had a good offseason. I don't – honestly, I don't fucking know. Um, but uh, I'm going to take Cleveland just, just to pick something different. Okay, I think I'm going to go with Cleveland as one of my wild card teams. But Baltimore is definitely I, – I don't see – I don't think anyone has been able to figure out via Zoom how to stop Lamar Jackson this year. True, true. All right, next we've got the AFC South. What are you thinking for the South? Uh, so um, Tennessee, Indiana, Jacksonville, Houston. Uh, I, I think Deshaun Watson, we're going to get a little taste of Deshaun tonight. Um, Bill O'Brien is still a fucking idiot, but if he can figure out how to engineer uh, – engineer a couple games that he probably couldn't figure out last year. I think, uh, I think Houston's going to have a pretty good shot at winning the AFC South Tennessee. I think will have a down year. I'm not expecting much, uh, out of, out of Ryan Tannehill and, um, you know, Jacksonville with no Fournette, And I don't even know who Jacksonville's quarterback is. I guess Gardner Minshew now. Gardner Minshew, baby. Yeah. Um, Gardner Minshew really just doesn't move the needle for me. And, you know, it's the same with Jacoby Brissett in Indiana. Well, uh, it's a good thing that Jacoby Brissett is not starting in Indiana. Uh, Indianapolis actually has Phillip Rivers at the helm, 
and that's why I'm picking them to win this. You're picking Philip. You're picking Mr. Bolo tie eleven kids Philip Rivers over over Deshaun Watson. Uh, no, I'm picking the fucking roster that they have over that. Go- there is only one position on the Colts in which the in which the Texans have a better player, and it's at quarterback. Uh, JJ, uh, JJ Watt, uh, hey JJ. JJ Watt was a great player five years ago, but then he got injured three years in a row. And I don't have faith that he's going to be back to his elite levels that he was before. Okay, fine, whatever, man. Uh, I will, I do agree with you that I think that the Titans are going to have a down year. I think that the Texans are going to be my third wildcard team. I think the Jaguars are going to get the top overall pick. They are trying. Like, they have... They they made it to the AFC Championship game in 2017. I saw a picture that showed that more than... I want to say more than 35 of the people on that roster are no longer there. Holy shit. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're probably tanking. I, I, I don't know. I guess they're tanking for Trevor, but uh, it just doesn't. Know. If they get, if they get more than two wins this season, I'll be surprised. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we shall see. I guess. I don't know. I, I did zero research for this whole picking thing. So. Um, well, considering you thought that the starting quarterback was still Jacoby Brissett. For the Colts, I figured as much. Yep. All right. Uh, so let's move on to the AFC West, Ian. Uh, this should be pretty easy. Who you got? I got the Kansas City Chiefs. Yep. This is pretty cut and dry. The Vegas Raiders uh, will be mediocre. The Denver Broncos will be mediocre, but being without uh, Von Miller is just kind of crippling. Ah, no. Von Miller said he's going to try to play this year. Uh, cool. I I don't think that he's going to be able to do as much considering he had an injury that was that was predicted to be season ending. True. All right. Well, <clears throat> we'll see. Maybe he'll have a breakout year. Injury of the year. Is that an award? It's not an award. No. Uh, I'm pretty sure Alex Smith would have gotten a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think Alex uh, Smith wins injury of the millennium for being frank. Uh, then there's okay, but then I don't Terod Taylor or Justin Herbert, whichever one is going to be starting. I don't have faith in either of them. It's really a shame. Uh, also a shame that Derwin James is hurt again this season, and I believe he's out for the season. Uh, it kind of sucks. Uh, once again, the Chargers are going to find a way to disappoint, and it's just a shame because they have so much talent on that team. But yeah, I, picking picking against the Chiefs it would just be moronic at this point. Dumb no as one shit. else is going to be better. No one else is going to be better than mediocre all season. Yep, I like the Chiefs there too. Pretty cut and dry, as you said. So, who do you have as your uh, wild card teams? So, wild card teams are picking three, right? Yep. So, I think I like Buffalo. Um, probably, if I pick Cleveland on the FC North, it's going to be Baltimore, and then maybe. Pittsburgh or Tennessee or Indiana, Indiana, sorry. Yeah, Indiana, Indianapolis, Buffalo, and Baltimore. Wild card teams. Gotcha. 
just flipped a couple of uh, our winners for wild cards. So let's move yep. on to the NFC East. Who do you think is going to win this? Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Dak is back. Ezekiel's back. It's the Cowboys' year. Um, I, I don't have any faith in the Giants. I have. N- I just fucking hate Philadelphia, so I just don't. I. I it ain't going to be Philadelphia, and and wa- the Washington football team definitely isn't winning that division. So I, I think it's pretty cut and dry. Dallas here this year. You're going with Dallas by default. It sounds like. Yep. Uh-huh. The, uh huh. New York, I think, uh, has the potential to get to eight and eight this season because they have a lot of talent on offense now that they're getting healthy. The problem is that that defense is just fucking atrocious. The Philadelphia Eagles are already bitten by the injury bug again this year. Uh, and then the Washington football team is just a garbage organization that's trying to reco- trying to like bring itself back into any sort of relevance. And so I think the obvious choice then is to go with the Dallas Cowboys. The only team that has a chance against them is the Eagles, and I just don't think they have the talent. Uh, that's healthy this season, especially since the receivers are already hurt again this year. They couldn't catch anything last year as it was anyway. So, yeah. um, anyway, all right. Uh, NFC North, Ian. Um, who you got out of the NFC North this year? This is probably the toughest division to pick this season uh, because I've seen that apparently the simulations have every team with a greater than twenty percent chance to win the division. And it's because every one of them has serious flaws, and they all have some quality talent. Matthew Stafford is a great talent in Detroit. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is basically going to have to carry his team, but I, I don't think that he has the talent to do that anymore. I think that the Minnesota Vikings, if they had a better offensive line, I'd say that they're a shoe-in, but I'm not certain. I'm still going to go with the Vikings. Uh, just because I think that Kirk Cousins is a capable starting quarterback, and I think that they've got the best top-to-bottom roster. But I, if Chicago had someone that was better than Foles or Trubisky, I probably would have picked Chicago. But it's just, it, it's just kind of painful seeing just the waste of Khalil Mack and all the other talent on that team. So I'm, I'm thinking the Vikings end up winning that division. So I really think this is actually Trubisky's breakout year. Um, I don't know why. I just do. Um, I probably has to do with the fact I follow a lot of uh, Barstool Chicago guys on mm-hmm. on the internets. So um, I, uh, I think it's Mitchell's breakout year. Um I, I just don't have faith in the – you know, I don't think Rodgers has any talent around him in Green Bay to win, even though they do have a new head coach. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Chicago out of the NFC North. Gotcha. All right, so now the NFC South. Who do you, who do you got? I think you got to take Tampa Bay here. Um, I think Breeze is – I think New Orleans is – Due for a down year, I think they could maybe make a wild card spot. Um, Carolina is going to suck. Um, you know, Tampa Bay showed a lot of promise last year. If I'm not speaking out of turn, trying to remember. I believe that they would have been far more competitive had they not had a a quarterback that threw 30 interceptions. Yeah, and we're also forgetting that there happens to be a guy down there named Tom Brady now. Uh, and uh, you mean Thomas Edward Patrick Brady? 
Yes, and uh, also Robert Gronkowski um, is also playing football again. So uh, it's one of those things. I think Brady, even though he is an old, decrepit fuck now, um, is going to be, you know, he's out to prove that it wasn't Belichick that led to his success. It was a, it was a, a combination of him and Belichick. And, you know, I think he's going to try to prove to the world that he's just that fucking good. So I like Tampa Bay. I think New Orleans maybe steals a wild card spot. I, not much to say about Atlanta. I think they'll probably have an eight and eight, seven and nine season. And, you know, like I said, Car- Carolina's going to suck. I don't think Carolina will win four games. I think four is probably the, the over under for Carolina this year. The Tampa Bay, my only concern about Tampa Bay is that Tom Brady is big on developing like trust with his receivers and timing. And so I'm, I'm worried that he is going to get off to a slow start with his receivers. And since their first game is against New Orleans, I think that'll give New Orleans a leg up early. I think that they'll end up with similar records, maybe even the same record, but I think that New Orleans wins on a tiebreaker and Tampa Bay becomes the wild card from that division. All right. And Atlanta, I think, is actually, it's probably going to be one of those teams that, like it usually is, where it just misses the playoffs by uh, a game or two, like gets eliminated from the hunt for the playoffs in week 16. All right. Uh, heading to the NFC West, our final division. Ian, um, who do you like out of the West this year? I think that this is the best division in football this season. I think that the the obvious answer is to go with the San Francisco 49ers. I think they've only gotten better this offseason than they were la- uh, in their runner-up year last year, losing the Super Bowl on a fourth quarter comeback. I think that the Seattle Seahawks have Russell Wilson and it you can't count them out. They'll probably end up getting a wild card spot just because he's one of the top three quarterbacks in the league and has been for the last five or six years. And he he will be able to do enough. The defense will be competent enough. Uh, Seattle just always has a bunch of weird games and so it's hard to predict, but they seem like they're right in line to get like the second wild card spot and this may surprise you i think actually that the carolina uh carol or not carolina the arizona cardinals i think they're gonna get the third wild card spot i think kyler murray has a breakout year they've got an improved wow. offensive line they've got deandre hopkins there Kenyon drake was really stepping up at the end of last year after they traded for him i think that they're gonna manage to get Nine, ten wins, uh, and they're going to be able to sneak in the final week to to get that that last playoff spot. And I think that the Rams are going to really disappoint this year. I don't. They are spending such an ungodly sum of money on like five players. It's mind boggling how they've even managed to get it to work. They just gave a twenty one million dollar a year contract to. Jalen Ramsey, they're paying Aaron Donald out the ass, they're paying, they're still paying money to Todd Gurley, I think it's like $21 uh, million in dead cap space, they're paying $36 million to Jared Goff, who's only a mediocre quarterback, I I just don't know what they're going to do if anyone gets injured. I mean, yeah, because there's no depth behind, the, behind that. 
Yeah, like their their skill position players are fine on the receiving end, but I I don't know who the starting running back for the fucking Rams is this season. It's it's just kind of embarrassing. And I think that you can only scheme it up so much, and I think that people people were sort of getting an idea of where where he was going with it. So I think and then they lost Wade Phillips, which say what you will about him and how he's an old fogey, but he was a damn fine defensive coordinator. And I don't think I think that it's hard to improve upon him. And in fact, you'll probably take a step back. So I wouldn't be surprised if they I, I'm guessing that they get six wins this season. Wow. OK, bold prediction on the Rams for me. And um, I mean, I, I'm just going to echo everything you said about um, pretty much the whole division. I, I, I think. You know, you can never count against the un. What was his unstoppable or un un? What did he say? He had that oh, stupid, Mister Mister Unimpossible. Unlimited. Yeah, Mister Unlimited. Hard to bet against Mister Unlimited and uh, and Russell Wilson, but I, I do like San Francisco as well. Um, and then I I think I agree with you. The Rams are due for a down year, um, but I'm going to take Seattle in the wild card spot out of the NFC West. Uh, who who are the other wild card? You picked uh, Tampa and New Orleans. So who's the other? So so I think New Orleans will be the. So I think Tampa wins the NFC South. I think New Orleans is the wild card there, and I think you have Minnesota out of the NFC North. So again, just kind of switching picks. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the only difference is I have the Cardinals, and you have the the Bears winning the North. Yep. Yep. So pretty pretty much chalk all the way across the board. Yeah, I gotta say the the picks that I have the least confidence in are gonna be the the Vikings to win the North and the Cardinals to make it into the playoffs. But the now that we've done that, who do you think is gonna come out of each conference and who do you think is gonna win the Super Bowl? So I think uh, sitting here right now, um, given the crazy ass year we've had, as well as um, you know the unpre, you know, I guess. I want to say probably unimaginable or unpredictable COVID season, you know, if we even make it that far. Uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I, I think I think we might have a Tampa Bay and New England Super Bowl. I, I would absolutely fucking lose it. That would be the greatest thing I've ever seen. <coughs> um, who do you think wins? I think New England wins. I think Bel- th- this is the year where Belichick's genius absolutely shines. He's got Cam for do one th- year. Do you think he'll get if, – if they win their division with like 11 or 12 wins, do you think that Bill Belichick wins coach of the year? I think he has to. I mean, I mean look, at, look at what he's done with that roster in the offseason. Um, Fun fact, can you name three receivers – or receivers or tight ends that are on the active roster. No, I, I seriously I can't. No, no. Can I you can't. name two? No. Can you name one? No. You okay? Now you're not even trying. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I haven't paid attention. Julian Edelman. Okay. Well, there you go. There's one. Yeah, but I. I would love for that to be the case, but I think there's too much uncertainty with that, and I don't think that they've had enough access for the coaching to really come through. I think that it'll really come through towards the second half of the season, and the question is just going to be if they have... 
I, I just don't know how, if they've had enough time to be able to figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson. I think the Baltimore Ravens end up making it to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I think the Dallas Cowboys actually make a run. Uh, Mike McCarthy, really, he w- was able to do it back in Green Bay, where early on he was able to take a talented young quarterback and a solid team that's around him into the into the playoffs and go on a deep run. Granted, that did rely on Aaron Rodgers being just unstoppable. But I think that they've got a lot of talent. Kellen Moore is a great offensive coordinator. I think that the Cowboys make it out of the wet, out of the NFC, and I think that the Baltimore Ravens beat the Cowboys. All right. Well, it will be an interesting season, um, a weird one nonetheless, and we and are looking forward to it. One last thing. Uh, let's do MVP pick and then Dark Horse MVP futures. Uh, okay, so MVP of the entire league? Yes. Ooh, that's tough. Um Shit. Uh, probably if, probably Lamar Jackson. Probably because I think you're gonna have I think you're gonna have New England and and Baltimore in the AFC Championship. Um, so I'm gonna take Lamar Jackson there. Maybe Cam Newton. Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going with Cam Newton. No, I'm taking Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson for sure. Yep, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I I think that it's just impossible to pick against Patrick Mahomes. He's the betting favorite for obvious reasons. He's the best quarterback in the league right now. I I don't think that you can pick against him. Although there are some stories, and these are the ones where I want to talk about with the dark horse. I think some quality dark horse candidates. If Drew Brees stays healthy, they were begging to give him the the award two years ago. Yep. Uh, Philip Rivers. I think if he because of how stacked that team is around, because it's not about how good the the player is alone. It's about how good the, the best player on one of the best teams. So, like, one of the top four teams, essentially, is usually going to be the MVP. Right. So, if the Indianapolis Colts, if everything meshes perfectly and he finally has a quality coaching staff that knows how to get him uh, spread the ball around and get his receivers open, I think that Phillip Rivers would be a great story. Uh, so people would vote for it. I think Josh Allen would be a good one if Buffalo steps up. Uh, it's a good dark horse candidate. Comes in there, gets his completion percentage up to like 63%, 64%, starts making those long passes, start blowing out teams. I yep. think that that would be a quality chance. I think Kyler Murray is a good one, especially with that air raid offense. Um. I think those are probably the biggest, like, dark horses you wouldn't be expecting them. Russell Wilson's another one that's not a dark horse. It's just more of an easier pick. Uh, Dak Prescott is up there as one of the easier picks as well. I'm trying to think, going through each of the teams. Tom Brady is one of the betting favorites. I don't see it happening just because, once again, I don't think that he'll have developed the relationships early enough to get that going. And mm, if you want to go real long shot, go with Baker Mayfield stepping up under Kevin Stefanski. Uh, ooh, Matt Stafford. If the Lions get to 10 wins, Matt Stafford yeah. has to yeah. be up there. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And with how wonky this season is, it's interesting because I there's a lot of people saying that they think that 
uh, Matt Patricia is going to be the first one, first coach fired. Uh, but I I think who do you think is going to be the first coach fired? I think it's got to be Adam Gase. Yeah, I think I think Gase is finally gone from the Jets. Um, I don't see if Pittsburgh has a bad year, maybe Mike Tomlin gets let go. Um, uh, that would be the only only coaches I could think that would be fired fast. Jacksonville, maybe, 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 but <clears throat> I feel like the front office kind of knows it has a has a bigger plan in place there than just getting rid so of the coach. So they're just going to wait and fire him at the end of the season, right? They know what they're doing. Correct. Correct. But if I was going to pick any of those dark horses, I think that Kyler Murray's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, especially with what you're expecting out of them uh, in the NFC West. Yep. All right. Well, we are running short on time, Ian. So, would you like to shift to segments? Segments, yes. <clears throat> all right. We'll start with God. I got a bad cough. Maybe I have Corona for the fourteenth time. Um, all right. Well, let's start with uh, this week and nobody cares. Ian, would you like to go first? Uh, this week and nobody cares. Colin Kaepernick was added to the NFL Madden Twenty One game. Uh, and I believe you can do what with him. I believe his celebration is the Black Power Fist. Ah, awesome! It, I'm, I think that's what you were alluding to. You can no, you can add him. Yeah, you can play. You can play quarterback with him on like every team. Yeah. All right. Um, this week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. Uh, this week and nobody cares. Osama bin Laden's niece says only Trump can prevent another nine eleven. Well, if anyone would know, she would. Also, this week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. Uh, Bob Woodward, one of the journalists that broke the Watergate case, I believe is who that is, uh, has released a book that announces that Donald Trump was uh, trying, was hiding how serious the coronavirus pandemic was back in March third, um, back in March, which he actually said at a press conference back in March. This week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. Uh, this week and nobody cares. The ACC has agreed to let every single to has agreed earlier to have every single Division One team in the NCAA tournament in 2021. This week this and nobody week cares. And nobody cares. Uh, damn, I was totally gonna make that my next one. Uh, I got I got another one. I got another one. Uh, okay. This week and nobody cares. Odell Beckham likes to be pooped on. This week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. The Keeping Up with the Kardashians has been canceled. This or w- not canceled, my apologies. It will come to an end. This week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. Uh, this week and nobody cares. Lulu Lemon is holding a workshop to decolonize gender and resist capitalism. This week and nobody cares. This week and nobody cares. Damn it, that was going to be my next one. I don't think I have any other ones. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know where to put this one, so we'll uh, we'll just save the – you know what? Uh, we're going to do a new segment called Hot Seat. Um, and this is where we just put people on the hot seat for uh, a second. And uh, this week, the, the inaugural hot seat is us. You know why that is, Ian? Why is that? Both Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton are starting podcasts. So as – I would have totally put that in this week and nobody cares. Um, So I kind of wanted to, but I felt like it was better to put us on the hot seat um, as professional podcasters um, or semi-professional, as amateur podcasters. It's good to 
Um, it's good to have a little friendly competition, but uh, you know, Hillary Bill, just consider this your warning. You don't know what you're getting into. Yeah, I'm not sure if I wanna if I wanna if, if Hill Dog and Slick Willie really want a piece of this. <laughs> Uh, um, all right. Uh, that's all I have for uh, hot seat. Do you have anyone? Do you have anything to put on the hot seat? Uh, myself for not. Or no, I'm putting you on the hot seat for not telling me that there was a hot seat segment. This week. <laughs> um, I just came up with it. Uh, right as I scrolled through this on the Twitter DMs that we send, Gosh. I think we send each other like a hundred DMs a day. It's just ridiculous shit on Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, are you ready? Uh, did you have? Did you want to do a golf corner, or can I just do no, a quick hockey? Corner? No, actually, you want to do a tinfoil hat corner. So if you want to do hockey first, and then I'll get into the tinfoil hat corner. Okay, so Ian's hockey corner. Uh, cue the music. So we have seen it happen. So the uh, New York Islanders ended up making it to the. Uh, making it in spite of a seven well all three of the other series besides the ones that my Boston Bruins were in made it to seven games but the team in all three instances the team that was leading three to one still ended up winning the series so that was the Vegas Golden Knights the Dallas Stars the, uh, and the New York Islanders in the first round the first game of the championship uh, series the Tampa Bay Lightning scored eight goals on the New York Islanders, and the Dallas Stars scored one goal to win a, uh, to win a shutout over the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, my picks going into this were the Dallas Stars in seven, and the Tampa Bay Lightning with a gentleman's sweep of five, just because I never pick a straight-up sweep, because they, they're just so hard to predict. But I, I don't think the New York Islanders... I think the New York Islanders are just going to be completely outclassed. And the Vegas Golden Knights are good enough to beat the Stars. But I think that the Stars, if they can maintain the scoring pace they built up against the Avalanche, I think they've got a, an excellent shot of making winning it all this Cool, so since Ryan decided to fuck up again somehow, don't really know how that happened, uh, but we're short on time, so we can't fix it, so yeah, just as a reminder, cuties, it's basically child pornography that's available on Netflix. That's that's the last six minutes you've missed, uh, listener. Uh, my uh, force fire of the week is uh, McDonald's. Um, or I'm sorry, let me expand that to uh, minimum wage employees. So McDonald's has, I don't know if you saw this, Ian, but McDonald's has released a new collab with Travis Scott. Um, I guess it's whatever Travis Scott normally gets when he goes to McDonald's. Uh, And I guess he goes by Cactus Jack. Is that his? I don't know what that means. But the whole promotion, they had a tweet that said, tell him Cactus Jack sent you. So now people are going to McDonald's and telling these people making $7 an hour that Cactus Jack sent them. Um, As you can imagine, it's not being well received by the hourly employees. Uh, so um, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, no, that sounds like it's about, it's somehow worse than just being a regular McDonald's employee. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Uh, would you like to get on to Joe Biden's senior moment of the week? 
Yes, as as I've <laughs> mentioned, I'm replacing my boomer of the week uh, every week until the election now with Joe Biden's senior moment of the week. Uh, and this one is that Joe Biden claimed that 7,000 active duty military members uh, in the U.S. have died from coronavirus. Would you like to guess, uh, or sorry, 6,000 active duty members of the military have died due to coronavirus. Would you like to guess what the actual number is? I believe the actual number is nine. Uh, I thought it was seven, but yes, it's below ten. Yes, okay, excellent. It's nine or seven. It's like single digits. (coughs) Classic mistake. the The thing is, if you were going based upon his guess, it's an insignificant difference. But if you're going based upon the actual number, that's a difference of like 20%, 25%. Right, right. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Almost double. You could, you could really start fudging the numbers there and say it's almost double. But uh, not quite 7,000 as uh, Mr. Biden has claimed. So an interesting. Reminds, reminds me of the classic Jim Jeffries joke. Once someone's raped more than once someone's raped more than two dozen people, you can just start making up, just start adding people that they raped even though they didn't. So Bill Cosby raped seventy women, and so the actual forty nine. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it's an insignificant difference in statistics. God, that's fucked up. Uh, um, all right, um, great senior moment from Mr. Joe Hyden. Um, I am going to go on to mine. That is uh, my boomer of the week is Skip Bayless. So today, uh, on National Suicide Prevention Day, uh, Skip Bayless was prompted with the uh, quotes from Dak Prescott. Skip being a lifelong uh, Cowboys fan, I believe. He claims to be, yes. Yes. Um, so Dak came out and said he's been he's struggled mentally since his brother died, um, and you know he hasn't been doing great. And Skip basically played the old line of "shut the fuck up and play football." Um, so really interesting. Love that 60-year-old Skip Bayless is telling this young man struggling with mental health issues um, that it's fine. Put some dirt on it and uh, go out there and throw that old pigskin around so I can cheer on my Dallas Cowboys. So uh, great call, Skip, you fucking jackass. Yep, that sounds about right. That's, that's pretty on brand. Um, real quick, uh, one quick pick before, the, uh, before we uh, <clears throat> uh, end here. West Virginia minus 40 and a half this weekend. Uh, what do you like? I like West Virginia uh, minus 40 and a half. I also like, who was it? I like Notre Dame minus, I think it's 20 and a half. And then Oklahoma, if you can get it, I believe they're minus 40 and a half. They're mm-hmm. minus even more. Missouri State should be a yeah. shit kicking. All right. Um, sorry for the... Complete technical oh, fuck uh, up. I've also I've also got three uh, NFL picks. I think the Steelers. I believe they're minus six and a half. They're going to dick kick the New York Giants. I think that the Colts. They're minus eight. They're going to destroy the Jacksonville Jaguars. And uh, fuck, who is the last team? Name bad teams in the NFL right now. I'm trying to remember. Um, who. It's the LA Rams. Um, no, Wash- Washington. Five. Uh, I'm just going to put the NFL schedule for this week. Uh, and the Buffalo Bills. I believe they're also minus six and a half uh, to beat the New York Jets. Excellent. Love it. Love it. And uh, don't forget to fade the public. Fade the public, you bitches.